Welcome to another show of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald. We, Scott and I, are as compatible as Bill and Hillary and taste better than mac and cheese. I am your most masculine and furry host, Beard, a.k.a. Kirby Smith, and today's recording of the show is from the shivering cold state and city of Peoria, Illinois. Well, it's very, uh, homey. So joining us all the way from Houston, Texas, is my partner in crime, someone who enjoys being in the spotlight as much as impersonating one, the bald himself, Mr. Scott Schaefer. Well, I appreciate it, you Moses wannabe, and it's uh, <laughs> really nice for us to connect. I was starting to wonder um, if we're ever going to record a show again. But uh, in all seriousness, did you know, Beard, we have no, now known each other for over 27 years? 27 years. 27 years, and in yeah. spite of your lack of facial hygiene and dreams of becoming the next Pee Wee Herman and Hollywood star, we have amazingly remained friends and business partners. <laughs> I do, though, however, on a more serious level, um, want right, to share sure. with you what I've been doing since you were so rude and didn't ask me what I've been up to over the last <laughs> several weeks. Um, you know, anymore, not just uh, in the commercial scheme of things, but Thanksgiving actually kind of gets ran into by Halloween and then Christmas and Thanksgiving yep. kind of merged together. And I'm not going to say I'm a big fan of that. However, we'll do anything for our children, right? That's so right. Uh, we never did outside Christmas lights. I mean, you know, my oldest is now 21. You, uh, wait, 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 stop. You never did outside Christmas lights, Mr. Uh, what's your nickname we call you? Martha Stewart or something like that? <laughs> you hang always on, go all out. Hang on, hang on. So up until the point where my, my oldest, Jordan, who's now 21, um, was a freshman in college, I did not uh, do the outside Christmas lights. So obviously every year we would roll around to Thanksgiving and they'd, they'd be chomping at the bit and begging to do Christmas lights. So I, I you know, I gave in finally, right? So it, it did help their cause that I've got the bonus blessing baby who's, you know, eight years old, Natalie. Um, so I did some research and three years ago, you know, I decorated the front of the house and it came and went and they liked it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, but then they drove around and saw these other houses. Right. Got so, yeah, had to up my game. So last year I upped my game after some serious training. And um, we won the subdivision outside light contest this year. Last year. Last year, okay. All right, so now the pressure's on, right? Way to go, so, as well. Uh-huh, so Thanksgiving hit, and before the turkey was out of the oven, I'm in the front yard, you know, exercising all this training of, of 365 days of climbing the ladder, one foot, reaching up with one hand, balance, stabilization, coordination, all this stuff, right, to get it right. So now, you know what I have? I have a front yard that looks like an adult-sized elf. <laughs> took everything off of your chin and your furry forest floor for the last year and puked it all up in my front yard. But we're going to go for it. So I share that goofy little segment well, to you, say this. If you want an adult size elf, why don't you just stand in front of the house? Ouch. <laughs> because I don't have big enough ears like you. 
But seriously, though, I do want to say this, okay? Um, I know how much of a loving and involved father you are, and I've witnessed uh, for the past 15 years um, how amazingly involved you are with your children, and I pray that these holidays bring you peace and closeness with all of your children, and that's all I'll say about that, Beard. Oh, thank you, man. I really appreciate it, and yeah, that's uh, you know the kind of reason why I'm up here, so... Uh, again, appreciate that, man. Thanks. No problem. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the format up today. You know, uh, in the past we would, you know, I would do the intro because I always win every week um, of our guests. And after I got done making fun of Scott, I was thinking it's about awfully rude of me to not let you know others, especially the guests, join in the fun. So I think I'm gonna let the guests join in the fun today. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> today I am opening up Pandora's box. You know what? Inside of this Pandora's box, I have no idea what's coming down the pike. But I will say this. With all the high-profile people we speak to daily uh, and also have on our shows, and I'm not to take away from anybody that's, that's been on our, our show in the past, except for those that voted for Beard. Um, <laughs> today's guest is definitely one of the most intriguing to me, Beard. She speaks very openly and passionately, uh, has tremendous depth, and I think today there's going to be a frame for others to put themselves in a more genuine light. And, you know, like me, I may not have had much of a voice, but it's uh, so much fun to be the more loved, respected, beautiful, and bald co-host of this show. It's been a blast. All right. So without further ado, I bring to you our guest. She is the CEO and founder of Margo Media. She attended the University of Wisconsin at Madison and Milwaukee. She is also a musician and songwriter who made it through the first round on American Idol. She is also a social media influencer on LinkedIn, where she regularly posts motivational videos to thousands of followers. You can also catch her on Facebook at Shayshine Chat. Did I say that right? Shayshine Chat? Yeah, Shayshine Chat. Shayshine Chat. I'm horrible. In which you know, I'm a part of. Uh, she, you know, <laughs> all the way from Chile, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the content queen, Shay Robottom. Welcome to Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald. Yay! Thanks, Kirby and Scott. I'm super stoked to be here, and that was a very flattering intro, so we'll see if I can uh, live up to it in this in today's episode. I'm so excited to have you. Welcome aboard, Shay, and just give me a couple seconds. i got to put my sunglasses on, put some sunscreen on, make sure my shorts are on right, right, because it's That's nice right. and warm down here in Houston. Yeah. I feel oh, bad man, for you I guys. You were, I thought you were saying all of that because I'm going to bring the sunshine. Well, uh, I, you know, there is kind of an overcast, so let's see where this takes us. <laughs> okay. So, guys, well, you, you know, you bring up a point. It's a good, fe- it's a festive time of the year. Um, the midterm elections just finished up a little while ago. Thanksgiving we just had, my birthday. Uh, yeah, happy birthday, Kirby. Thank you so much. 52, and, right? No. Oh. Okay. Getting close, but No. <laughs> And Christmas is all upon us, but I know we just had Thanksgiving, and I know Scott loves Thanksgiving for several reasons, right? Um, his hometown of Tremont, Illinois, their actual mascot was a turkey. Fighting um, turkey. A fighting turkey. Is there oh, any other? Right, a turkey, right? It's a Turk. There's a difference between a turkey and a Turk. Get it straight. But you had a picture of a turkey, right? It's a Turk. What's the difference between a turkey and a Turk? It's the same. It's, Turk, a Turk sounds like a slang word for like a Turkish person. Probably, well, not, yeah, yeah. probably not a politically correct one. I know, right? But well, we are the Turks. But, but you know what? It, it prevented conversations like this from taking place. <laughs> well, 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 then again, but well, wait a second. Then, you, then your town hosts a summer festival called the Turkey Festival, right? Or Turkey Days. That's they, completely they, different. And they That's... serve tons of or tens of thousands of turkey sandwiches, right? Absolutely. It, right. it supports so many good causes and organizations within the uh, betterment of the, that community. Absolutely. 
And then lastly, but not least, we all know, you know, turkeys, they're bald much like Scott. But however, <laughs> the wild turkey's bald head can actually change color in seconds. I don't know if you know that. Um, you know, they get excited or emotional. And, gosh, we need to go to video because I'd really like to see if Scott can pull off one of these fun tricks. Is, is that possible? Well, it, not only is it possible, it happens. So you've probably seen on social media the pictures of it being green for the uh, the fun run that we did not too terribly long ago. But my kids would tell you at an instant it changes colors. Um, and they, they know exactly when and why. But with the the Halloween spray that's out these days, bro, I can pull it all off. You name a color, I can do it. I can even go down to Galveston and support the rainbow cause. I am down. So you just let me know when you want to record it, and we'll just have a little uh, crayon rainbow I would love color bright that. show. That's dedication. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, you got anything about that? You want to talk about the holiday, Scott? I do. I do, Beard. Um, thanks for asking. And so in the spirit of the holidays, um, and you know there's so many listening who know they need to make a change to their chinny-chin-chin. Um, and I just wanted to ask, in that spirit, if you have it in your heart that you would like to take just a brief moment and apologize to me for any uh, or any of those other beautiful bald brothers of mine out there that you've offended throughout the, the recording of our shows – um, through your own beards, arrogance and ignorance. Wow! I mean, wow. you really made me feel bad for about Dang. a second. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> I didn't think there'd be an apology following that, but okay, all right, we can move on then. Well, Shay, do you enjoy the holidays? Yeah, you know, probably not as much as the average person. I'm very like. I, I don't know. I guess I, I'm just not a very traditional person in general. And I tend to, well, for, first of all, I'll just be transparent because I'm sure I, I have a bias because my parents divorced um, about eight years ago. Okay. So like, ever, like, so ever since that, the holidays have been like total shit. Can yeah. I swear on here? I can you can go ahead and swear. Okay. Yeah. So like, I, I think, you know, as a, and I'm, 26 so uh they divorced when i was about 18 okay. growing up as a kid the holidays are always fun but like when you become an adult not only are now you're responsible for like buying a bunch of presents you don't even necessarily want to buy but now i got two christmases because my parents had like this ugly divorce and it really like oh. turned me off from the holidays i literally try and plan vacations around the holidays really? <laughs> so i can just like avoid yeah <laughs> and and honestly i just feel like we should like we should do it every two years like, what if Christmas was every two years? Don't right. you think that would be more manageable for a lot of people? I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm kind of an outcast in my beliefs, but it just seems like it creeps up so fast every year and everyone's kind of like, ah, this is a chore. So it's like, do we really like collectively even enjoy this anymore? Or has this just become <clears throat> so commercialized that it's not even fun? Well, the commercialization is just pathetic. I mean, you know, we go right from, think, you know, having Thanksgiving and a meal and everyone's running out stomping on each other and tackling each other for. Isn't freaking, it funny? It's, it's ridiculous. Like, it's become so competitive. Yeah. It has. It has. Well, I'm going to jump in here, Shay, because my partner and Santa impersonator could talk about the holiday forever. And gauging on uh, your response, I, I think we better move on. But in fact, I'm not sure which part of beard is more, you know, resembles more the old guy or his beard or his belly. Holy Santa Claus! But it's time to get down to business. So let's shelf this milking cookie talk, Shay. Tell us a little bit about your journey from aspiring musician to now a major social media influencer. And let's not forget the owner of Margo Media, where your videos get billions of views. Yeah, yeah, it's a crazy journey. So 
Um, to to not give you the whole novel, I uh, was a local musician. I dropped out of school when I was about 20 and um, pursued my passion of becoming a singer, a songwriter. That was always yeah. my goal from the time I was a little girl. I was just very creative, um, very assertive, always like rounding up the neighborhood kids to put on a play and like, you know, just uh, <laughs> very, very about that life. So I did get kind of, you know, um, caught up in the tr- traditional route of school and college. But then while in college, realizing like, you know what? No, I really want to go for this entertainment thing because that's my calling. That's my passion. And um, so I went for it and uh, it was really hard. I didn't have a lot of support, like um, encouragement from my family or, you know, even my Damn. friends. It's, it's Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like when you know someone and you know them as a certain person and a certain identity, it can become very hard for you to like picture them in this new light. Right. So when I'm all of a sudden like, I want to be a songwriter and I'm a I'm a musician, even like my close friends, you almost feel this resistance where they're like, well, no, you're not like, I, you know, I know the real you. And it was really hard for me. So I found a lot of support in like strangers or in people who met me as a musician, because then they didn't have any predetermined definition of me. They like, and they were like, Oh yeah, you're rad. We support you. You know? So it was, it was a hard journey. I did all of like the local PR and marketing myself. I did not know what I was doing. I had no background in business or marketing. I I mean, I was in art school. So I like, all I knew was like painting and creating. I didn't have a, a whole lot of, I didn't really have a big support system, but I managed to make a little bit of a name for myself locally. You know, I got some shows, I did the American Idol cool. thing. I performed at the Overture Center in Madison. Um, I performed at House of Blues in Chicago. So I was out there a little bit, but definitely not fulfilled. Definitely not satisfied with the rate at which I was progressing. Because right. um, it's a hard road, and that industry is so saturated these days. It, I, I was, you know, quite naive in my approach, but I was passionate. And I was, uh, I was motivated. So. I ended up meeting Luke Marlowe, uh, who's now my life and business partner. And he, um, I, I hired him to do a music video for me, actually. He was a videographer in town. Um, he, you know, knew a lot of different artists. We kind of connected through mutual friends. And he actually needed help with videos and offered to teach me. He was like, well, if you're, you know, not satisfied with the money you're making through music, do you want to learn editing? And, like, I could use some help. And editing right. requires cre- creativity. So, you know, I started thinking like ugh, it was really hard for me because I have such a ego about like my music and what I'm doing. But I was like, you know what? This just isn't working. Maybe I should try something else. So I really like let everything go. I literally like dropped out of music. I put everything on the back burner to help Luke, who was making money on his own through editing and then simultaneously landed a gig editing um, social media videos for large Facebook pages. And this was like right around the time we partnered up. We had just started dating. I had just started to learn Adobe Premiere and After Effects. And it was like a huge opportunity for for both of us. I mean, he had been, you know, struggling for years to make ends meet as well, just doing the local videographer stuff. And so we just both like dove in. We literally like locked ourselves in our apartment for like a year just grinding. And we just uh, got really, really good at social media video editing. We worked with clients who coached us, gave us the best tips for what works for their audience, how to get attention online. And we just rolled with it. And we built and built. And it led to us um, uh, bringing on another partner about a year after the build. And then that partner led us to an investor 
which has since allowed us to scale. So that investor came on about a year and a half ago. And since then, we've scaled from a team of about six people to 30 people. Awesome. So it's it's a lot of growth very quickly. Um, and then through the, you know, social media video editing world, I kind of got back into entertainment, not not music, not yet. But I did, you know, start creating my own content again, my webcam right. videos um, built like really was just like uh, uh, so astonished with the like support and response that I got from LinkedIn. I just kept going. And now it's kind of ironic because people keep asking me like, where's your music? Oh, you were a musician. Right. I want to hear it. I'm like, well, that's funny. I had to like beg people a few years ago to listen to my shit. And now, now, hear it, right? yeah, now I'm like, <laughs> shit, I'm gearing up for another album. What you know? <laughs> so that's my life story. Well, that's like, minutes. that's awesome. So I mean, basically you had a passion. It wasn't going, you know, as well as you, you know, liked, but you kind of took that energy and put it into something that you do, you know, like or is equally like and or uh, something that makes money <laughs> yeah yeah and makes money yeah. too right mm-hmm. you like it and makes money and uh you, you kind of find a fulfillment through that and that, that's fantastic that's really fantastic yeah thank you thank you i think it was really one of the hardest things i ever had to do because i did not grow up techie i did not grow up with computers right. my parents were very strict you know play outside play outside play outside which is good and you know i think that's probably why i developed so much creativity but on the flip side, it did make learning uh, an editing software at age 20, 22. Uh, yeah, it was challenging for me. I mean, it was a, I, it, it took me like, oh, I remember Luke making fun of me, not in a bad way. He's very supportive and he's a great teacher, but just, you know, <laughs> laughing because it would literally take me like 12 hours to edit like 60 seconds of footage because I was so it was so different from what I was used to right. doing that it really it really like. But I'm so proud of myself for doing it because I feel like that experience taught me that I can learn new trades in the future and new skills and it's not impossible. And, you know, fast forward a few years after learning that and helping Luke and partnering with him, I'm now training film graduates on how to edit videos on social media. So it kind of also puts it in perspective how like college only teaches you the foundations or the fundamentals of things like people don't come out of college yeah seriously Uh, lock himself up in an apartment for a year maybe we'd be more productive (laughs) is that right yeah (laughs) it does something to you i'm telling you man like it's it was a crazy experience i i mean and when you think about what it is to be a musician i was out all the time i was out every weekend i was clubbing i was promoting i was working with event promoters all this like i was out so much and then i literally did a 180 and became like an introverted hermit and never like big change yeah it was crazy i mean like it was it was absolutely insane um but it was the best thing i ever did for myself it required a lot of discipline but it taught me you know this is what i'm capable of so you you just mentioned you were on american idol right yeah so i was on american idol i made it through the the first round um i noticed like one of your questions you know you were going to ask me about Simon Cowell. So yeah. I have to break it to you that you actually don't see Simon at, at oh, the really? first. Yeah. So it's it's actually really uh, funny how they frame the show to make it appear as though those are the first auditions, but, but they're, they're really not. not. Yeah. They really have. Um, let me think. So it's one, two rounds of auditions before you make it to the celebrity judge panel. So you never got to be in front of him. I never got to be in front of him. Did you get to meet but him? 
No, I didn't get to meet him. Oh, um, man. So this is like the tits are roll popping. How many licks it takes to get to the bottom? We're never going to know if time is as big as a dick that is curvy. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry to disappoint you, Scott. But, it uh, does. Yeah. It, but it, what's really fascinating about that is think about that. So all of these people that make it in front of the celebrity judges that are absolutely awful and just purely for entertainment, they – kind of lead them on right? to That's believe like that they're yeah they kind of lead them on to believe they're good because they keep making it through these rounds finally get it to the celebrity judges only to find out like they're being used as one of those awful auditions it's like so, an extra in one of these tv shows for lifetime <laughs> or, or a movie it, it show as a matter of fact our podcast i mean all we're doing is leading him on to think that that crap on his face is good and right, and him, right? i mean what yeah. the hey don't don't be jealous of my acting career and starting to take off. Oh, I, I'm happy for you, bro. Yeah. It's anybody else I'm sad for. Oh, man. You can do it, Kirby. Thank you. You got it. Appreciate yeah. it. At mm-hmm. least someone supports me. Absolutely. So who was, your, who's your, who was your favorite artist and your biggest influence growing up? Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I had very strict parents. Um, so I, I really didn't listen to uh, a lot. Like, it's funny because I, I did gravitate end up gravitating towards rap and hip hop quite a bit. But growing up, I didn't even, so I really wasn't straight out of Compton CD and stuff. right? Yeah. <laughs> not, not quite that hardcore, <laughs> but like, you know, I, I growing up, I was, um, I was just like pretty sheltered. I listened to like pop music. I was really into like Britney Spears and instinct. I want, I, I wanted to be Britney Spears. Honestly, really? I was like her for Halloween, like multiple times. And like, I just like totally, you know, I remember like, telling people that my name was Britney, just trying to be like, I was so like, I wanted to be Britney Spears. Um, but then I got a little older and I, I will say I had a couple uh, friends who were actually, you know, um, mixed. Like um, my best friend growing up was half black and half white. I have another friend growing up who was half Mexican and half white. And through those families and hanging out and, and kind of like, being more exposed to their culture, mm-hmm. I was exposed to not even necessarily hip hop, but like more um, black culture music, like a lot of R and B. I remember I, I found out about TLC through my friend. Her mom had the album, and I was like, "What is this?" And I just loved it. Um, my parents <laughs> didn't listen to that kind of music, so That's it took me a while to figure out what I liked. But and then, funny enough, so. Um, I got really into rap. I got really into female rap. Like all, every female rapper that's ever exists, that's like I know them. Like I've studied female rappers. I know them. I know them all. So if, and, you could, if I ask you to spit some Miss Elliott for me, you could do that right now. I mean, technically, I could. I won't. <laughs> but yes. oh man, I thought I was gonna get her, Scott. But no, no, no. no. So it, funny enough, I w- I'm like obsessed with female rappers. I love female rappers. I love like the energy I get from them. And they're just like empowering as a woman to listen to it. And you just like, yeah, girls kick ass. And like, it's great. But um, I got to say that I really feel like the artist or band, you could say, that influenced me the most to actually start producing my own songs and turning my lyrics into recordings because I'd always written lyrics. Like from the time I was very young, I was a poet. So that was old news. The actual recording and constructing of songs was fairly new for me, but this is how I got into it is because in high school I listened to atmosphere. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they are a hip hop. Yeah. So they're a hip hop duo. out. No, no. You still there? 
but they've been around forever. They're definitely underground, definitely never really hit mainstream, but still successful enough to live off of their music. And they make beautiful rap songs. Um, it's a, it's a group of two guys. One makes the beats, one makes the raps. And I started following them hardcore. I listened to all their music. It was like not traditional rap where you're just talking about like, I get, I get bitches and I get money. Like it wasn't like that at all. It was very like, so you're not like, a cute fan? I'm not a what? A Snoop fan? Snoop Doggy Dog? No, I'm totally a Snoop fan. But me I'm just too. saying that like this checking. this style of rap inspired me more than that style. Like this style was very like poetic, very real, talked about real things, wasn't very braggadocious. It was just like really like unique music. And right. I would actually say that I attribute a lot of my getting into music in the first place to listening to so much atmosphere. Cool. Well, Shay, you're a major influencer on LinkedIn, and I want to preach. And one thing I want to Thank point you. out here, yeah, because and you and you're real, right? Uh, and I think there's some people out there that are fake. Um, yeah. And so when I sure. reached out to you, and you responded and said, "Yeah, I'll do the show," I was like, "Wow, this is great. Right, we have a major influence." I've reached out to other influencers out there, and I'm not going to name them by name. Um, but they but said you, no. They don't even say anything. They sit there. Oh. And they sit there yeah. and say, "Oh, hey, I'm this. I'm here to help people." And oh, just CC me. And no, you're here to help yourself. So I'm mm, not. Gonna, I'm yeah. not going to name them names right now. But if we need ratings, yeah. I might do it. Don't I, don't I, put them on blast on my episode, Kirby. <laughs> I don't want to be associated. With that. I won't do that. <laughs> but you, your videos yourself are pretty real, and, and I love that. And I would say you, you, you're a free spirit, from what I can tell. Uh, yes. Do you think to become relevant in this day and age that uh, the days of being put in a box are over and people want to work for or work with and hire people uh, that are more open and are real. And I mean, I struggle with this because as you probably have already discovered that my balding little friend, much like his scalp tends to wear a bit on people. Uh, so I like to keep him in a box, but as being real helped or hindered you? That's a really uh, awesome question. So I think it's helped. Um, I don't think I would have grown the following. I, have in the amount of time that I have had I not been so real um, I kind of feel like there's a market for it like there's just not enough people actually actually being real on social media and showing the struggle the hard times the mm -hmm. the kind of topics that no one really wants to take the leap and talk about but everyone's thinking that's like how I define myself like dude I just say this shit that everyone's thinking don't act like I'm like crazy <laughs> like I know you guys are thinking this it's just so I actually think it's helped me a lot in that so many people come forward and message me like, oh, my God, I've thought that for years, but like didn't want to say it. Thank you for talking. And I'm like, right. it's really it's really actually like validating for me to release more because I'm like, oh, well, geez, if this many people are like thanking me for bringing awareness to this, then I, I do think there is a market for this. And there's a, a specific audience that is fueled by this content. So it's kind of twofold. It's like, would I actually grow more followers quicker if I was just like a little more vanilla and a little more like what everyone's expecting? I actually think I might, but then, you know, I'm kind of selling out a little bit in that, like, would I right. rather have that or would I rather have like a smaller, but more loyal, more real following? No, absolutely. But it's also healthy. I mean, you're, you're, you're by saying what's what's really on your mind opposed to keeping it in at times, I would think. Um, it's liberating. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Being, being real, um, let's, let's all be real, can have its drawbacks, even obstacles. But, uh, you know, 
even my bearded friend tries to be real by growing that garden on his face. But we, right? we all know hey, that, that garden is as real as they come. It, it definitely is. But he thinks it's actually cool um, in a non-ironic sort of way. But I anyway, I think it's in right now, Curfee. Thank you. Rocking the beards. Yeah, it is right now. But yeah. uh, the reality is, oh, it's a poor attempt, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, you know, it's all, you know, exhausting to me. It just totally exhausts me. Wow, but uh, wow. I'm going to say this. Social media trolls are all over. Okay. Oh, yeah. um, you know, and I'm sure you've had your share, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. if not more than uh, the average. But uh, what was the worst thing, if you could share with us, someone said to you on social media, uh, clean or otherwise? And, and what advice can you give us and our listeners who are probably just sitting there afraid of putting themselves out there because of, of, of trolls. If I could, I mean, I can't say it any other way. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a really good question. Like back to back. So, nice yeah, it, it's no, it's really, it's really important because sadly a lot of people don't ever take the leap because of the negative comments that will inevitably come. Um, but you know, I think that's an, it's an illusion. You know, you can, sit in the silence and not put yourself out there and maintain the belief that like, Hey, no one is like hating on me. Like, no, I like I'm safe, but like, that's really not the reality. There's people who don't like you out there. Like they exist and you can't, you can't ever prevent it. I remember when I was like really young, um, I think it was actually my older sister, ironically enough, rare, rare actual words of wisdom from her. But I remember her telling me like, um, Shannon, so that's my full name is Shannon, and that's what my family calls oh. me. But um, yeah, <laughs> switch up. Um, so I remember her saying, like Shannon, like you can never get everyone to like you ever. Like it's impossible. And I, and I was so young, I was probably like ten or twelve, and like I don't know, I just remember it really struck me because you're you're impressionable at that age, and I really did believe that I could get everyone to like me, and um, that was you know a lot of what motivated me when I was young. I have a lot of siblings. It was hard to get attention, so I was like, I'll just be do whatever I can to be liked by everyone. And then right. I remember her saying that to me, and I was like, damn, like. You're so right. Like, no matter what, no matter what, I could be the most, like, perfect, calculated, altruistic, amazing person. But, like, no matter what, there will be someone who hates you. And you have to get over it. So in terms of trolls, like, um, I, I think being an artist before being a LinkedIn influencer made it hella easy. Because uh, to this day, there's nothing as hurtful that's been said to me on LinkedIn than there was back when I was an artist. I I think being, especially being like a white girl who's a rapper, you know, I, I, I did songwriting and singing, but I, I also really wish you would spit a line for me. I, I'm just like, <laughs> Everyone I'm... asked me that. No, I got to build up the intrigue. Cause like when I, when I finally do release a, another rap video, LinkedIn's going to go wild about it. But anyways, so like I, I'd actually, so I might not answer your question totally, but I will say that when I was a musician, and this is the worst thing that ever happened to me. So it's, I'm not going to share. And I have other stories about LinkedIn. I can share if you really want, but I'll give you this one. So when Hit I me. was, yeah. So I, when I was a uh, rapper and I was, you know, I had my music on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, all that stuff. Um, I had a music video actually. Um, this was pre the pre Marlowe days. No, no, Man, I got rid of it. Um, I'll, I'll release it one day as like a, as like a, funny joke or something but it's it's actually been um disabled but <laughs> it's a video where um this was before luke so it was a different videographer not the best videographer so really like just a low quality video the song itself was pretty high quality but i you know you could just tell it was like very amateur and actually someone got a hold of it and made a reddit page 
And so the, uh, I, I found out, um, I actually feel like I was just Googling myself and I found this Reddit page and I was like, what is this? And these people saw my video and they were just destroying it. Like they were, they, these, this page, like I've had people read the page and be like, how, how do you even like live with yourself? How do you not? And I just laugh. I'm like, I just think it's funny. They're like, how are you okay? I'm like, dude, it's just, it's just the internet. Like it's easy to hate on people. Oh, and yeah. so what it was, um, they were literally having a discussion in the thread. Cause you know how Reddit works. It's like back and forth, back and forth. Right. So the discussion was whether or not I was really a man and I was in drag and like, really? it, yeah, yeah. Like all, like yeah. everyone was like, is she a man? I don't know. It, she kind of <laughs> looks like a man. She kind of <laughs> sounds like it was awful. It was terrible. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is a real page about me. <laughs> and um, I'm pretty sure it still exists. The video, you won't be able to access the video anymore, but I'm pretty sure that Reddit page is like still live somewhere. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, that's tough. And so did you laugh about it at first? or did you? I like... totally – no, I totally laughed about it. I never – I feel like at that point, I, I mean, that was – post a lot of rejection already um so I, I just feel like i had a pretty thick skin at that point i remember reading it and laughing i remember my friends being surprised at my response like oh you're not like sad i'm like of course of course it bothers me but like what am i gonna do quit doing music now like no like right. keep pushing it forward and like that's it yeah because a bunch of keyboard warriors who are all you know upset with their own lies feel like they had to you know reach out and trash on somebody that's what i always right. feel about that and right. i just think you know it's so high schoolish or you know even junior highish that you know half the stuff these people say would never say it to your face and uh, yeah oh, well i that's... know they wouldn't say it to my face but... yeah no that's for sure i i uh i think it's really funny i think it'd be cool if it stayed live and like i got back into music and Right. had some clout and then i could like really hey like never give up on your dreams here's a reddit page about me in right. 2013 <laughs> like, well I, i'm, I'm yeah. excited to see it i'll be i'll be looking for it so oh my god it's it's pretty bad so it's you, pretty bad you just i back... am a woman i am a woman i, well, I was yeah, born I a woman I <laughs> just so everyone knows <laughs> well, you yeah. just got back from a trip from down under right Maybe i did yes so down bad. under <laughs> so tell, tell me about that trip in australia right you went you know to a week-long Kerwin yeah. Ray nail it and yeah. scale it conference tell oh us a little gosh. bit about him and then tell us two things you took away that you know you think will change the way you uh do things today and that you can share with us and you oh also my gosh. Yeah. you also won some too so don't leave that out yeah I did win so that's um so thanks for bringing that up yes I went to Australia I went to Sydney it's my first time out of the country it was crazy I took a 17-hour flight there I can't even believe those exist um but yeah, so um, the the point of the trip, and I did stay uh, a few additional days outside of just the event, but the point of the trip was to go see Kerwin Ray. Um, he puts on this event, I think twice a year. It's called Nail It and Scale It. It's a three-day seminar, conference, whatever you want to call it, all about you know how to effectively scale a business. Um, Kerwin is like a businessman, a mentor, an uh, international speaker. He's very into like this psychology of influence. Um, he's kind of almost like a Tony Robbins, if I could compare him to someone. Okay. Um, so he's not just business, but he's also very deep, also very into mental health, um, just health in general. So um, the event was really intensive like i've been to masterminds before um they don't really challenge you you know this event was like 
get up out of your seat, participate. You had homework at night. It was hard. Like it was, it was challenging. They really, really engage you. But um, I think I learned a lot of things there. I think I just learned that I'm my own. I get, I get in my own way more than anyone is what like that event really called me out on. It's like, you know, if you're finding yourself in situations where you're frustrated with your business partner, you can't, you know, make the payroll, you're, you're having trouble, you know, making profit, whatever the case may be. Like we tend to outward, outwardly blame and look at our environment and the factors there before Mm -hmm. looking inward at like, okay, but what am I doing? Okay. But everything in your environment is a creation of, is your creation. Absolutely. And yeah. And that, that event like really put a lot of focus on that. Like take, learn to take a hundred percent responsibility for everything. It's actually very empowering. It's actually very freeing. So I just kind of called myself out on some, um, victim-like behavior I was exhibiting prior to that event, and it really kicked me in the butt. Well, that, that's good, and, and, I, and we've talked about this on the show before, and I don't know if you know what we do, but we do a lot of coaching, and yeah, you know, yeah. we have people come in, and they'll say, hey, we need you need to fix our sales team, or you need to fix this, blah, 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 and we, it's every time, about 90% of the time, it's, all right, this person's horrible, this person, it's their fault, their fault, and we usually stop mm-hmm. them and say, no, we can stop yeah. right here. It's your yeah. fault. And you have to admit yeah. that. And they're like, how, how is it my fault? I said, well, who hired him? Well, yeah, oh, my I, God. I, right, you know, exactly. You start going down the thing. Exactly. It is all your fault. It's a mirror, mirror you know, type of mentality. And if we won't take people on if they if they can't admit that. And that's one of the first things we do is do a self-assessment say, listen, you have to admit this is your fault. As you, as you said, it's the yeah. environment you created. Yeah, and, and, and if you can't admit that, then there's nothing that Scott and I can do for you, really. Right. And I'm not going to no. waste your money or waste my time. So that's awesome. I commend you for that a lot because it is so important. And you know, um, I still kind of feel like a kid sometimes. You know, like I'm still <laughs> growing up. Uh, we don't always have um, everything that we need growing up. In in terms of like obviously like you know right. I had food on the table. I had a roof over my head. I was privileged in many a ways. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, you learned these lessons or you even learned how to, like, process your own emotions and deal with your own shit. So you kind of find yourself like maybe you guys can relate to this when when you were in your 20s. Like, I feel like your 20s is really about raising yourself and, like, becoming like an adult is like parenting yourself and having to call yourself out on these lessons and everything I experience is my responsibility. Like, those aren't necessarily things were taught in school or even taught by our parents growing up. So Scott's Scott's still trying to raise himself. How is that right, Scott? <laughs> yeah. Never stop. Never no, stop. No, no. I usually just take it times two, Shay. So I'm in my forties and now I'm raising myself. So. But but his dad his dad tried to raise us. I mean I remember we went to college together and we it was like a what, two and a half hour trip and we got the biggest ass chewing for two and a half hours all the way back to Charleston, Illinois. On uh, what about time management? What do we do with our times? And I've never been called a dickhead by a father figure more than anybody that day in that car ride. Uh, but I'll never forget that speech. So. I, uh, that sounds crazy. And like, honestly, if you're anything like me, I wouldn't put it past some authoritative figures in my life trying to teach me these things way back when. But I'm very very rebellious and I'm like very like 
I, I just, I, I, uh, I will shamelessly say, like, I just don't respect authority growing up. I don't know where that came from. Just like, I, I just am very like independent thinker. So I do tend to kind of be that stubborn personality who like needs to learn the lesson on my own. I don't know if like, you know, anyone like that. It's almost yeah. like someone could like spell it all for me. Like Shay, you're going down this path. This will happen. This, and hopefully, I'm getting better at actually listening to people. But it's like I'd be like, "No, it's fine. I got it." And then I end up there, and I'm like, "Oh shit! They totally told me this, but I like I had to learn it on my own." And my partner, like Luke, he's the exact same way. Like we do it to each other. We're like we try and prevent each other from making mistakes, and then we both go do it. We're like, "Oh shit! You were right." (laughs) (laughs) So what did you win? I I missed. Oh, that's right. Okay, so 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 it was really cool. So the first day there, they were like. We're having a social media competition because we know that throughout, you know, this three day event, people are going to be posting on social media about the event, pictures at the event, et cetera, et cetera. So they were like, so as long as that's happening, put a hashtag to the event and um, we're going to be tracking people's social media posts and whoever has the most creative posts around the event, Nisi, nail it and scale it, um, wins $10,000 worth of Kerwin course material online. So like his business mastery course, his creative marketing course. Yeah. Like all, all these amazing, um, course studies. And also you get a cool picture with Kerwin and you get to jump on stage, which I'll never turn down an opportunity to do that. So I was like, Oh man, this is great because you know, keep in mind, not, not all of the, and there was like 450 people who attended, but the majority of them, um, not to discredit my success or my win, but the majority of them don't work on social media. Like some of them own like, you know, construction businesses. So I thought who better, who better to win this than someone who works on social media creates. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like really hard on myself. Like, dude, I better win this. So I was, uh, you know, during like the lunch breaks or the snack breaks, I was like not even networking. I was like busting out content, like making memes and stuff and doing the hashtag. And then, yeah, sure enough, the the event came and uh, I won. I got to run up on stage. Congratulations! Oh, thank you so much. And then I got access to all these courses, which were great. That's awesome. So this is one of the reasons I was so excited about this, Shay. But you have a video on LinkedIn, and I believe it's called "Weakness Is a Choice," and you are very direct. Can you, if if possible, can you share with us um, why you have that theory and and speak to those who maybe don't believe in it? Man. Okay. So uh, funny story about that video. I actually released that video, um, like almost three years ago. Um, so I, I linked it to my LinkedIn because it's on, it's hosted on my YouTube from like, literally from like back when I was an artist, I made that video. Um, and I linked it on my LinkedIn just to, just to make people aware of like, Hey, I also have a YouTube. And if you want to like subscribe to me here to click on the, click on the link. So I, after I linked that, got so many comments of people being like, I love that video. I think they think yeah. it was like new. I'm like, well, this is Thank you. But it's actually like really old. Um, Luke and I did that back when I was like, I was like still an artist back then I was finishing up, but I was still doing like music videos and whatnot. So I left it live because I felt like it was still very relevant to my um, influencer image today and what I talk about on LinkedIn. And um, yeah, I think, you know, where I was mentally when I wrote that poem 
was I, I was transitioning from giving up music, giving everything, giving up everything I loved and felt comfortable with to be almost like less fulfilled and, and really uncomfortable to learn editing and to learn business and marketing on a level right. I'd never had to study before. So I, I was feeling weak. I was feeling like, oh, can I really do this? Like, oh, right. am I am I making the right choice? I was feeling um, kind of down. All entrepreneurs all feel. I mean, yeah, it's like the highs and lows, right? Like sometimes you're on top of the world and sometimes you're like, fuck, yeah. I'm going to give up everything. So I uh, I wrote that and I feel like I was really writing it to myself. I was writing it for, for me to read and be like, this is, this is your truth, Shay, and this is what you're going to believe. This is how you're going to get through this. And, you know, I think there were some some people who disagree, who kind of said, like, you know, I was victimized and I was abused. It's like, sure. Like, I'm not trying no disrespect right. to real victims. But like at the end the of the day, majority. Right. Like at the end of the day, like even being a victim, like a real victim and, and having to go through that, having to mourn, having to heal at the end of the day, there still comes a turning point where like, OK, but it's on you now. Are you going to are yeah. you going to? pull your bootstraps up and like uh, produce change. Or are you going to dwell in this forever? It's on you home. now. Yeah. I love yeah. that. We'll, love we'll that. talk about so, that a little bit about that transition, right? So, Cause you're an expert on taking things viral and you just kind of brought that up a little thank bit. You. Can you share yeah. with us some secrets to this and how you discover them? So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many different things that are involved in that. So like at Markle media, um, we, what we do is we curate, stories on the web that we think are going to go viral and okay. then we edit we turn them into video content and we release them or we sell them to different blogs who need content for their audience so um anything from like you know we do a variety of content we do a lot of pet videos i'm sure you've seen like some cute cat videos we edit those um we do a lot of feel-good stories you know like this mom built a house by herself using youtube tutorials whatever you know just like fun right. trending stories like that um so i mean it's it's the story. Whatever you're curating has to be something that people are interested in. However, it's really largely related to the editing. Um, I think there's still quite a divide in like people editing content in almost like a um, cinematic, like television format, and right. not realizing that it's a completely different ballgame on social media. And yep. you really got to give away the climax in the beginning, which is really counter to what we're taught. Like, people think they have to like build up to a climax that might work on like the news or in like right. a cinematic film, but on social media, you have to give it away right away. And a lot of people don't do that. They lose people in the first three seconds when actually that should be the most entertaining of the whole video, which sounds weird, but it just, it should be that's how it works. So yeah, I mean, kind of like that's our show, like, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so true. You know, start, start it off. Right. I mean, well, podcasts, it's probably a different right. format because you, you have more the type of audience who's like a return audience who keeps coming back, but Hopefully. either way, you know, I, <laughs> so either way, I think the, 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 the largest disconnect comes in the editing, not in like, people think it's all about, you know, and it is, it has to do with the content you select, but it really has to do with how you edit it. And I have, I talk more about that in relation to webcam videos of yourself. Like if you want to do the LinkedIn style of videos that I do on my page, um, I have a course coming out. Uh, it's called LinkedIn video mastery where I talk okay. more about that, like how you can leverage cool. these uh, skills to go viral. Yeah. Awesome. So great, great advice. Yeah. Okay, I, I love that you were so real. Um, I, I just, you. I can't get over it. And you know, if any of our listeners just want to go out and surf around through any of your content that I, I believe they'll see the same that I see and hear. Um, 
you know, I just, I can't Thank say, you. I can't say enough. Um, but more importantly, I love that you admit, you know, openly any weaknesses or shortcomings that, that you may have, and you put them out there for your audience. I always say in all, all channels and lines of my businesses, you know, it's real simple. It's, it's, you gotta be real. You gotta be realistic and you gotta be relevant and you're real. You're definitely realistic. And then the relevance comes from, you know, obviously the content you're putting out there and the, and, and your audience. Yeah. And the editing, but, uh, what, what things have you learned along the way, um, that maybe hold you back? Uh, if there is anything, you know, and I know that's, that's, that's a dig down, get honest kind of, a, mm-hmm. you know, a response, like, but yeah. Is there anything holding you back? Because so, so like holding that, me back, um, holding me back from what specifically? Um, maybe, you know, you, you, you're a, you're a risk taker, right? And, yes. and you tell it how it is, um, and always how it is. So is there, is there anything that you're holding back, um, for fear of it may cross some sort of line or boundaries. Are there any lines or boundaries that you won't cross to be relevant? Um, yes, I'll, I'll be real about that. Um, I own, own a company, so I do have to kind of draw that line at some point because I have so many employees. I have investors. I have people who are depending on me to uphold somewhat of an image. You know, I, it's not right. like I'm, I'll just be real. Like I'm not totally independent at this stage in my career. So uh, I can get even more transparent, but I can't right now. Um, <laughs> but I, I do, you know, I, I walk the line. I definitely, I do try and think about my staff, my partners, um, anyone who could be affected negatively by a video I release before I release it. I always, you know, kind of go through my head like, okay, is this, you know, too far? Um, you know, I, I did kind of get approached by um, some people I worked with in the beginning about making videos, admitting that I struggle with depression and I had to really like break it down for them. Like, look, this is not gonna, you know, cause they were saying like, this could negatively affect like get us getting right. business, you admitting your, I'm like, that's not true. I'm like, how, how do you think I am getting 50 emails a day about, wow, you're so real. You're so authentic. I went to your page. I checked out your business. It actually looks really cool. I want to get a quote. What, mm-hmm. Where would those leads be coming from had I not admitted I even had depression? So I think there it's there is a possibility that there's someone out there who sees me being that vulnerable, vulnerable and says, like, I don't want to hire her. She seems like a quack. But for that person, I guarantee you for every one of those, there's 20 to 50 people who are like so appreciative of me being real that they want to do business with me. So, um, yeah, you know, it's all about walking that line. I do predict that once um, I part from the company and um, kind of go my own way and, and focus more on my uh, solo career as an influencer and as a speaker, I will have even more experiences to share that I can't quite open up about right now. Well, you know what? And I really appreciate you, you know, putting that out there that you struggled with depression and, um, you know, hats off thank to you, you yeah. because that's, yeah, you know, thank that, you. it's very bold. Um, and you know, I think, you know, today you sent me a picture. I asked Scott, you don't know this. I asked Shay, I said, Hey, can you send me a picture? So <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, 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 and she yeah. sends me this picture and it's a big old smiley picture of Shay. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I didn't ask her, I said, dude, do you, uh, are you always smiling? Are you always this happy. And she kind of replied back as well. You know, there are some things out there you don't always know, but yeah, I try to stay upbeat and you know, what have you. And, and you are always upbeat and happy in all your videos. Um, there's the one you put out there recently and that's not so much where you, you, you talk about betrayal and that's a more recent one, correct? Um, yes. Yeah, exactly. So what has been your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? 
Um, I think um, one of my biggest challenges probably just has to do with my family. And I touched on this before, like mm-hmm. the, the divorce was really hard on us. And, um, you know, I have I have uh, four sisters, so I grew up with with all girls, which is great. I love girls, obviously. You know, I relate to them on a level I just could never really relate to guys because I didn't grow up with as many guys. Um, but I think what was really hard for me is realizing that I'm very, very different from the rest of my family. I have different values, different morals, different, way different ambition. And um, I was kind of, uh, you know, it, it was a, it was kind of a battle to feel like I want a close family. I want like that cookie cutter thing family you see in the movies that just like loves each other and has game night and has so much fun. And like, mm-hmm. I, I think I, I held myself back from all, all of this. I held myself back from music. It's part of why I went to college was because of my family. I held myself back from launching my own business, becoming more independent, um, sharing my real raw opinions. I held myself back from all of that because my family largely didn't approve of it. And I just wanted to be accepted by my family. And I wanted that closeness. I wanted that, you know, that, that feeling we all long for. And, um, with the divorce just came more and more dysfunction in my family. And it was harder and harder to get people's approval while trying to grow into my own independent adults. So I really had to kind of ostracize myself from my family, which has been really hard, but like actually very freeing. And I don't think I would have reached the level of success I'm at now had I not cut ties with a lot of them because like it's hard to admit that like sometimes your family is the one that holds you back the most and um it's a sad it's a sad reality for a lot of people so i think just kind of getting through that and realizing like you know what my close friends the people who support me in my circle that can be my family and like that's okay that's bold and that's brave well done thank you well shay i know we're going to be wrapping up our first episode together here real soon but before we go um i gotta ask you um, and and, and yeah. this may be difficult because you've got so many good pieces out there. But what is what has been your most favorite uh, piece of content that you've ever put out? And can you share with us why? <laughs> um, that's a good question. Um, oh, Scott, give we're me be- the challenges here. Hey, that's yeah. with two T's. That's with two we're T's. We're better than you thought we were going to be, aren't we? <laughs> no, yeah. This um, this is tough. I guess I um, I think. I don't know. I, it's like I because I feel like biasly just want to pick the ones that have the most the highest performance. But that's not necessarily my favorite video. I just I'm happy about the performance. Um, I think um, probably one of the ones that has to do with college. Like I, have a, I have a couple different ones that have to do with um, the college myth and debunking why college is not the only route anymore. Um, so one of one of those definitely. You need you need to put that out there so we can see it. Is it pretty easy to find? Um, yeah, I mean, I can go I can go grab the link for you guys if you want and send it over. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, email it to us. Yeah. I would love, I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I have two that come to mind. I'll send you the link to both of them. But um, you know, it's very controversial when you when you pick on college, you get some mm-hmm. diehard some diehard you know like uh, uh, students or professors. But um, yeah. it, for the most part, people tend to agree with me because I think it is a conversation that's starting to be had between people like, you know, is co- college, college can ruin your life. Now I'm not saying it doesn't have a purpose and it can't help. It's still useful in a lot of situations, but, but like it can ruin your life. And oh, it yeah. has like, I mean, like it has, it's, it's really sad what um, a lot of young adults 
young adults have to go through. Yeah, so. we, we can go down this wormhole, and I think we could probably do it on another show if you want to come back. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, totally we talk, come back. Yeah. We can make a whole podcast. Right? We'll do a whole other one just about college. Yeah. I'm all for yeah. that. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, fantastic. Well, Shay, this has been awesome, um, but it is that time yeah. of the show where Scott has to face his moment of truth. Okay, Scott, moment of truth. All right. Hold up. Hold up. Before you answer, Shay, hold up. Oh, boy. I just want to let you know that this is no, and this is this is sincere. Um, this conversation, um, your honesty and transparency, um, speaking for myself, has been very moving. And you know, I just want to, no, absolutely, I want to compliment um, how just cleanly your core and 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 even your convictions are expressed. And you know, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for that. And. Well, yeah. you can't see you can't see, but I have a big smile ear to ear right yeah. now. So yeah. He's thank trying you to butter so you up, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. But before we extend my bearded partner's agony any further, because um, <laughs> I know he's sobbing through my words, I, and I truly, actually, do not want to cause him any further pain. So, beard, if you would like to to continue. Well, yeah, I ahead. do want to continue because you know I, I was getting into a very you know, important dialogue. You know, I, I'm making a very concerted effort to prove to all the hiring managers out there and CEOs. Uh, that having a beard is an asset and a, not a liability to your company. And in fact, I believe <laughs> and know that beard discri- discrimination is an actual practice. Man, so that Shay, sounds rough. Yeah. So Shay, this is a very important issue to me. And it's addressed by all of our guests at the end of every show where we ask okay. which they like better, beard or bald. Now, depending on what our guest picks, beard or bald, the answer will determine who hosts the show next week. So to date, beard, myself, is up five to two. Wow. So, like, when you say bald, you mean bald chin, right? No, like a bald head. Have you seen Scott? So, like, you're just... My choice. Bald. Yeah, so, so what, choice. What, what, what do you prefer? Do you think it's, you know, beards are cooler or bald guys are cooler? Oh, Lord. Well, what about a bald guy with a beard? Well, that's not part of the question. Okay, all right. But, but it's just confusing. But, 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 I'm yeah. trying to think of all options. <laughs> You are going to make this more difficult, aren't you? So, no, right. so, so at the end of the day, you know, a, a bald guy with a beard is me is just, you know, it's more of a poser. So he's either yeah. got to accept it or not. So what I, is I it, beard like or bald? I, I feel like I'm going to have to go with beard if I'm being totally honest. There we go, Scotty. Oh, I'm sorry, Scott. I love you. <laughs> he just buttered me up so hard. I know, too. right? Like, now I'm sharing my be bearded honest. partner. Okay, but I love bald guys too. My dad is bald, and like he, he fucking rocks it, dude. He's he's single, as I've mentioned, the divorce. So like he's just a ladies' man. They love him, and he's like not having hair, you know, never prevented me from getting it. So I, I, it's just maybe I don't know. I'm just I make a choice. I, I make a choice. Is it is it because of my age? Am I discriminating because I've I'm at the age where I've only dated guy. I've never dated a bald guy because they're guys my age aren't as often bald. So maybe like I don't know. Maybe Luke will go bald and then I'll call you guys in 20 years. Like <laughs> oh my god, I, I didn't bald go then. bald. Shane, maybe you need, to, you need to audible your decision here because <laughs> because being bald can be a choice. And and now I'm That's getting right moved That's- by you. No, actually, Scott, I want your opinion on that because I do think people are like people that aren't going bald or losing any hair are actually choosing to like shave their whole head or at least have like 
you know, that like prison cut where it's like so short, it almost looks bald. Like, what is that? Like, cause I noticed a lot of young guys doing that now and I'm like, you're not losing your hair. Why do you need to like shave it all off? Like, uh, you know, for me, it just, my, I collect sunglasses and they just look so much more appealing. Right. <laughs> um, the in me, it's just, oh, um, but I do, I go Mr. Clean, you know, I take the straight razor out and fruit, but I could take, three weeks and have a full head of hair. So it's a do you, choice. Do you, do you like shine your head with like a nickel or like a little shiner cloth, you know? <laughs> All right. So check it out. I'm going to be transparent with us. So I hope this doesn't scare away listeners, but the simple answer and truth to that, Shay, is yes. I use, <laughs> I use baby oil and I, I dab on the hands, right? And I rub it. And then I, then I basically take a towel and I shine it like you would your shoes. Uh, and then I dab nice. and then I go. That's that's what's up. That's yeah. what, so then so then what about sun? Do you do you do the sunscreen on your bald head or do you do you wear hats when you, you go know, out? And this is a very this is this would be a serious conversation because then I, I'd be going deep in into some of the mistakes that I've made. Uh, and I yeah. say some because there's many 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 more. But um, I used yeah, to be a triathlete and I would never use sunscreen, but yet shave my head. And if I could do it all over again, believe me. I would have caked on the sunscreen and not worry, you know, worried less about what I look like <laughs> and more yeah. about protecting my skin. Yeah. Um, now, as I've gotten older, I, you know, I'll, I'll apply, you know, some sunscreen, but I, I like a good tan, tan top. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, this has been a fantastic show, and I guess I'm going to let you guys talk offline about his bald head and how he. Oh, no, I, I, don't, I don't think there'll, there'll be any more conversation <laughs> offline. I think we're good. But no, hey. I, I really appreciate it. And again, thank you for coming on, Shane. When you replied back that said you wanted to be on the show, I was stoked. Um, oh, again, yeah, thanks absolutely. for being real. Um, You're again, welcome. Thank you for fan, having me. It's been a fantastic show. Scott, you got anything to add? No, thank you, Shay, for your time. I know you got to run. And, uh, yep. you know, I hope all our listeners go out and check check out all of your, your videos and content and uh, find uh, find some things that are really relevant to them. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. And if anyone listening has seen my content and wants to learn how to make effective LinkedIn videos themselves, um, like I said earlier, check out www.linkedinvideomastery.com. That's where you can um, pre-order my course where I go over all of it, my process and how it works. So Perfect. perfect. Thank That's you right. so much. So there you have Thank it, friends. Yeah, there you have it. Another show is in the books, but never fear. Beard and bald will always be here. So until next time, friends, same bald head, same beard channels. Good afternoon, and thank you for listening to Hashtag with Beard and Bald. Have a successful day. Thanks, Kirby. You too. Hey, Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald fans. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It was brought to you by ACS Executives. Let me ask you something. As an entrepreneur or business owner, are you tired of struggling with running your business? Do you feel you can drive more revenue, improve your profits, and run more efficiently if you had a little help? Well, you are not alone, and there is a solution for you. Like many small businesses, as the owner, you wear a lot of hats. And why wouldn't you? You started this thing, so you're very careful and particular about it. Well, at ACX Executives, we do a deep dive into your business to help your business grow revenues, 
improve profits, acquire capital, and run more efficiently. We just don't point out problems. We help you resolve them through our family of companies and the solutions they provide. We share some of the best practices and processes and coach you and your team through them. Our suite of quality products and services will help you get there quickly and smoothly. That's how we ensure your success. So visit us at acsexec.com or call us at 1-800-495-6505 and schedule a free 30-minute consulting assessment. Have a successful day, and we hope you enjoy today's episode of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald.